What does flow mean to you? Flow is a state of mind, a state in which a person becomes fully immersed in an effortless and continuous progression. To me, the ultimate goal in jiu-jitsu is finding that perfect role with perfect and effortless flow. I'm Professor Hayden Martz, and this is the Flow BJJ Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Flow BJJ podcast. Today we're going to recap the ADCC trials women's divisions. I have Haley and Meg here with me to go over um, some of the matches. We're coming uh, coming off the We Defy Foundation uh, open mat we just held along with raw grapp- grappling. Probably about 50 people here for the open mat. Really good turnout, uh, raised over $500 for the We Defy Foundation. Um, how are you doing, guys? Doing good. It was really fun rolling today. Yeah, it was really fun. It was like two and a half hours of just straight rolling, and it's pretty great. Awesome. So we are going to talk about the women's trials. Um, Aiden and I kind of recapped the men's trials already in a previous episode. So let's start off with the under 60 kilograms. Uh, tell me, uh, give me one of the matchups you guys uh, you guys enjoyed. Okay, one of the matchups I really like was Sophia Casella and Jasmine Rocha. She pulled half guard and was playing half guard a lot and was able to hit sweeps. She was not able to be taken down and she won an ov- overtime by two points off of getting like a really good double leg. But um, Sophia was also wrestling really hard at the end and she just couldn't take Jasmine Rocha down at all. That was um, which round was that? Was that the semifinals? That was in the that was in round. The second round. Second round. Okay. Yeah. So the first round, there was a lot of buys. There was only one match, but the second round, that's where action started. Nice. What about you, Haley? Um, I watched Brianna St. Marie versus Sheila Lindsay, and Brianna just absolutely does amazing. She's like hunting for the submission the whole time. Um, Marie just was able to defend anything that Lindsay gave to her and in the end she just chained submissions together ends in an arm bar from triangle it's pretty amazing nice she looked phenomenal through the whole tournament too not to get too far ahead but um yeah she the number one seed um definitely showed it so let's see here i did she face jasmine how far in was that that was, um, that was for her uh, I don't know if she ever semi, did face Jasmine. Semifinals, it looks like. Semifinals. So, Meg, tell me another. Uh, so, we're sticking with under 60 kilograms. Um, you guys spent a bunch of time researching this. I did not spend uh, nearly as much time as you guys. Um, I, I watched the quarterfinals, oh, excuse me, the semifinals and the finals, but some of these early matches, there were some good ones. Um, what else you got, Meg? Yeah, throughout the whole like matches, everyone was going through four submissions, which was really fun, just to see that. Um, the quarterfinals, I thought, were really good to watch. Jasmine Rocha had a really good match against Nicole Matthew. She again pulls guard and was just trying to finish from close guard and sweep and did really effectively that. She got a shoulder lock in 41 seconds. Which I, was, see, I was impressive. just reading that. 41 seconds in the sub. Um, we just looked at that. It looks like a some sort of almost like a mirror lock from the guard but uh definitely a slick submission yeah it was super quick what else do you uh what do you got there Haley? 
Um, I watched Alex Enriquez versus Jennifer Perez, and they had a lot of wrestling from the feet to begin with, and then once it goes to the ground, um, Enriquez is in Perez's half guard, and she actually used one of my favorite moves where she drops into a reverse Keza to pass the half guard, but Perez actually ends up giving up the half guard, like opens it on her own, and just begins to defend from the bottom, and then she, Enriquez finishes with an armbar. Enriquez looked good too throughout she made it all the way to she made it to quarterfinals actually she made it to the semis she made it to the finals actually yeah she was in the finals against brianna st marie yeah that was an amazing match yeah she was doing good her wrestling's awesome she was really fun to watch so it looks like enriquez fought in the semifinals against fatima klein um that one went to the time limit and she won four to two either of you guys catch that one i'm sure i did that was, um, I watched that one. That was a solid match. All right, let's... I also uh, really liked the, where they, the fastest of the day, I believe, was Brie Robertson versus Sarah Takushi. Probably saying that wrong. Excuse that. But um, Robertson pulls guard and then immediately enters straight Ashi and finishes a straight ankle. I it saw that really, as well. That was, really cool. that was pretty slick. What it was, was in that? nine seconds. Nine. That's insane. There's some super fast subs on this. I think um, I think that's a, a function of having a wide open trials where anyone can enter and you have really really high level jujitsu, but you also have people with high aspirations that may not be quite at that level yet. Um, you're bound to see some lopsided matches like that, especially yeah. early on. Once you once you get further in. You know, that kind of shakes itself yeah, out because it's just getting more high and high level. Yeah, for yeah, sure. The last matches were really impressive. It looks uh, looks like Trinity Pun had some good matches too. I see a couple I remember wins seeing yeah, her at the good. Emerald City Invitational. We went down to watch, and she was just phenomenal. You can see how she's just thinking about everything she's doing. Yeah, I see a sub here against Samantha Clay. Yeah, um, and then a win, another sub against uh, Sears from 10th Planet. Uh, then she ended up going against Fatima Klein, which Fatima's very, very tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually watched that match as well. Fatima really, really dominated physically. Um, yeah, I had that too. She was very aggressive with her stand-up. And she just did a great job. Fatima's an MMA fighter too, and it oh, looked um, cool. it looked like she was physically dominating the mm-hmm. match. Um, Trinity was on the bottom a lot of times and just couldn't seem to get her guard or half guard going but definitely a good match for sure won by both of them what about it the uh the semi-final matches it looks like brianna saint marie versus jasmine and then enriquez versus fatima klein either of you guys kept either of those matches yeah i did the saint marie versus rocha was really that was fun to watch um saint marie just did an awesome job she was able to get the back from turtle in overtime and finish with the kimura grip Yep. which was just really impressive because yeah. they had a really hard first like six minutes was the match total six minutes uh no points scored for the mm-hmm. whole first uh, initial and then three minutes of overtime you're right she finally did get the back at the end let's see here what else do you have Haley, for uh um under 60 jasmine rocha versus fatima klein um that was an amazing match it went to overtime yeah i saw that one that one was a battle for sure um, Fatima passed Rocha's guard multiple times and then actually ends up um, t- taking, the bla- taking the back, I believe. 
Um, at one point, she has a reverse triangle from the back and is just attacking the whole time. That she, was the uh, third place match, correct? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, she finishes the match attacking. She could have wrote it out her three points she got from the back take, but instead she just decided to take it to the end and, and ended attempting an arm triangle. It's really amazing to watch. So she won three to zero, it looks like? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I had. Yeah, I thought everyone was just really impressive with the pace. No one was just hanging out. Everyone was going hard. Yep. The The rule set for ADCC is really... Um, it encourages you to put on a pace. encourages pace, yeah, for sure. Some of the uh, men's matches were, were at a crazy pace, too. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's see here. Let's move to the over 60 kilogram... Unless you had any other under 60 uh, kilogram ones you guys wanted to talk about. Not really. I think we hit most of it. All right. So let's look uh, over 60. I think by now most people know who won, but we'll, we'll uh, sk- skip that for now. Um, let's talk about some of the early matches. Uh, what do you guys got? Let's look at quarters. So I've got, uh, looks like four matchups here. Um, Kendall against Johnson. Uh, Novak against Jones, Peak against Quillen, and Campo against Harjo. All right, Meg, what do you um, got first? The Kendall Roosing versus Nicole Johnson was really good. Kendall just completely dominated, though. She had great wrestling. Her pressure's insane. I don't I must feel awful to be underneath. <laughs> and she had a super fast back take and was able to finish with a head and arm, but she just completely dominated. Just over two and a half minutes in. Um, yeah, so she made quick work of quick work of her for sure Haley, what Kendall do you tends to just be completely dominant and always just plays her game she like went through this whole tournament and I, I read one of her Instagram posts where she said she was having an off day but she always ended up she just pulls through <laughs> like, yeah. she yeah. does a great job for sure um, in looking at Kendall she had to buy the first round which a lot of people did to, to line up the bracket but her f- her first uh, match went the distance nine minutes, and then after that, I think she got she got, she got herself going because uh, round of sixteen was a sub in two minutes and eighteen seconds, round uh, quarterfinal sub in two minutes thirty seven seconds. So um, definitely found her found her pace for sure. All right, so over sixty. Any other matches uh, that you guys? Um, I. W- I we I tried to watch the Kendall versus Lauren Jones match. Unfortunately, slow grappling didn't load until the very end for the finish, where Kendall finishes an arm bar for mount with the Kimura grip, which I love to finish things with. The Kimura grip is just so dominant, and that was a really cool finish. She just uses it, breaks the grip, finishes the arm bar, looks effortless. Yeah, uh, that was against uh, Jones from Black Hole. Um, yeah, she was ahead eight to zero, uh, and then a sub just over five minutes in um either of you guys catch the other semi-final match peak versus uh campo yeah i was really impressed with amy campo she was doing awesome throughout the whole tournament was hunting for subs and dominating people i mean that match she did a really good job wrestling up from bottom and passing guard and then she gets a sub with an arm bar from out which was impressive so that lines up the final which i watched as well kendall versus Campo 
let's talk about that one a bit. That was that was quite the match. That was an awesome match. I was really excited for it because watching like Amy and Kendall both move up through the tournament, they were both killing it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that's the match where Kendall was in a little bit of trouble early on too. Yeah, she was like, I thought Amy was dominating for like the first half. She got in on a really tight knee bar. Yeah. Um, Kendall was able to escape. But she was really dominating the first match. And then in the second half, that's where Kendall started to get in control. She yep. got to mount. Um, she got a tight head and arm. I thought that might have finished, but Amy fought out of it. And then with, like, the very last seconds, she goes for an arm bar off back. Yeah, it was Kendall was attempting to pass Amy's guard, but um, Amy went in on the leg. She had a toehold attempt, and then she turned it into a knee bar. Yeah, and that knee bar was tight. Yeah, it looked like, brutal. You couldn't see the whole thing, but that and looked bad. She, Amy takes top position, and Kendall just did a great job defending the leg attack. So then the points get turned on, and she, Kendall wrestles her way out and attacks the turtle. Um, and then she finish, tries to finish with a head and arm choke to till the end, and then she wins 6-0. That's the one of the things I really like about ADCC rules is it keeps things wide open for the first half of the match with no points. Um, so even though Amy had a lot of good exchanges early on, there was no uh, there was no points. So um, Kendall didn't even give up any points during the match. She was in a in a couple really bad spots, but yeah. ended up winning six to zero. So that just reinforces uh knowing the strategy for the rule set that you're playing and whether that's you know adcc's or ebi or or whatever it might be um kendall knows how to play the game really well so as soon as points turned on kendall started putting you know putting points on the board because mm -hmm. submit even though she had a couple quick submissions when you get near the uh you know close to the finals submissions come pretty tough ADCC rules allowed to have a very exciting match where you see a lot of things because people aren't afraid of getting points scored and just losing with people waiting out with the points. So I think it's a really good way of seeing everybody's skills and making a really good match to watch. Yeah, all the matches were really great. Yeah, it's, it's by far my favorite rule set. Um, I think it's the most difficult to game plan for as far as you can't game the rules and win um not as easily as as like a ibjjf or even ebi rules um when the uh, emerald city that you guys went to just recently i i felt like a lot of people were just surviving to get to overtime yeah. and then trying to to win the overtime they weren't <laughs> really concerned about finishing in regulation which mm. The whole point of that rule set is to make Encourage it exciting. submissions. Right. And I mean, with the with the ECI rule set, people are training the back control, trying to make sure they can get as high level as they can so they feel confident in that if they go to overtime. Yep. But I mean, even even with that, you within that rule set, people were on the back and they weren't necessarily going for the finish because it becomes about ride time. Yeah. So yeah. now if you're stuck on the back for two minutes versus you go for a submission and then the person escapes in 30 seconds, you have to kind of strategize that. Yeah. So 
the rules to some people who really want to play the rules hardcore it actually makes it less entertaining if people aren't going for the finish if they're just going for ride time I mean, you're you're there for the win, so you have to play your rule set no matter what. I hear Tom say that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got to know know your rule set inside and out, and strategize accordingly. Whether that's at you know a local level or a high level, it's it's exactly the same. Um, I mean, I've seen matches in with other rule sets where they just there's like ten seconds left and they both just stop going. You know? Yeah, I saw that at Usayat. UCI a lot. It's like they're okay. just they're like okay, well it's over now. Right, just planning taking. for overtime really mm-hmm. within within reason. They are conserving their energy for overtime, knowing there's going to be you know twelve more minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the back for two minutes. They're on your back for two minutes. And you get three more rounds of that. So now you're talking mm-hmm. a lengthy a lengthy match. I mean, in an ideal world, it would be sub only with no time limit, but that's impossible to do on a show. Forever, <laughs> yeah. That's right. so, so hard to plan. I like the idea of doing that for, like, the main event, like, the top. I think that's doable. I think mm-hmm. you could do, like, the one main event could be no time limit, but even then, I've seen... So, there's still some time limit. Like, they're not going to air it for three hours. Yeah. I watched a match uh, six months ago. Probably Andrew Tackett was going against somebody, and they did a no a sub only no time limit, and they were fifty five minutes in, <laughs> and then they decided they had to put a time limit on it. So yeah, you know like, how long can you let it go for? And mm-hmm. the the longer it goes, depending on the conditioning of the two guys, the sloppier it gets too. So <laughs> yeah. that doesn't always equate to to fun to Good watch that either. Yeah. All right, so let's look at uh, any other matches uh, that you guys have. Um, did we talk reg- about the final for the under-60 kilograms? Uh, we did a little bit. We probably could talk about it more. Yeah, what, uh, what else you got there for notes? Um, so it was a, I think that was a really good match. Um, Enriquez went in on a heel at one point, but um, Marie was able to defend really well. And then she... Brianna St. Marie plays a really high guard, controls Enriquez the entire time, um, keeps her posture down, just keeps getting her guard around the shoulders, and ends up taking the back, getting both of her arms across to the other side, takes the back, um, sets in a reverse triangle. I feel like I talked about this a little bit, but she just took the back so effortlessly. She was just working to get her guard as high as she could, and then separated both the arms. She did play, I, I remember watching some of this one, a really, really high, good guard, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. That was a tough tough to deal with for Enriquez, for sure. And then she ends up winning with the three points from, from the back, back take. Yeah. She's chasing the back for a while. She didn't get both her hooks in for a while. She actually never got two hooks in. She went straight to a body triangle, and she got three points. Um, it didn't line up in the bracket. Uh, but I would really like to have seen St. Marie against uh, Fatima Klein. I think yes. that would have been a fun. Yeah, that would have been good. Um, because both of them seem to be they had similar games. physically imposing games and styles. Um, that would have been, didn't line up that way, but it would have been fun to fun to watch that one for sure. Any other matchups you guys didn't, uh, didn't see that would be interesting? Um, I feel like Trinity against Jasmine would have been a fun matchup to uh, see as well. Yeah, I also think Trinity against Alex Enriquez would have been 
That would have been interesting to see. Um, Amy Campo had a really impressive sub. She got a really fast sub in like 34 seconds against Hannah Harjo. Um, she immediately just wins the stand-up exchange and goes to mount and then hits a straight arm lock. She was super impressive to watch. She dominated everyone until Kendall. And in the first little bit, she was doing really good. Too. Yeah. Campo, yeah, 34 seconds in. And then a minute 55 in. Um, so a couple really, really quick submissions for her. I think all day she had three subs, which was awesome, out of four matches. I believe all of the top four, either top two or top four, are paid for to go to the West Coast Trials. Um, so that should be really interesting mm-hmm. um, to see the, the crop from West Coast Trials. I feel like... There's going to be even some even more high level coming from the West Coast. Yeah, for sure. Um, off the top of my head, Elizabeth Clay, I assume, is going to be there. Probably get Grace Gundrum. I definitely want to see this. Elizabeth Clay versus Kendall. Ooh, that, would that would be a good one. That would be a very good match for sure. I um, know Kendall. I think she likes to play the top game. Elizabeth's the guard player. I think it would be really interesting. Elizabeth's been playing a little bit more of a passing game a couple matches lately, too, because she's had um, her guard is phenomenal, but there's some people who have exposed mm-hmm. um, not ways to stall in her guard, but ways to to either pass to half or to make, you know, to, to nullify to some of her advantage. leg entries. Yeah, to get an advantage by almost passing yep. or something like that. That's... Uh, because she's had trouble with uh, at the who's number one she's had trouble with a couple people that um, that can give her guard trouble so she ended up playing from the top and actually had more success um, recently with that. Yeah we don't normally see her on top normally she's always sitting to guard looking for legs. Lo- yeah looking That's for a leg entry. She's and a it, very high level leg game. Yeah she's, she's fun to watch too um, I think a lot of the girls that we saw at the most recent who's number one event that championship the 150 was it 155 i think a lot of them will be will be there for that too amanda yeah. L- is it levy um, amanda levy versus gabby garcia that, that match on who's number impressive. one was completely i would love to see her fight kendall did she fight the, her on that one mm, i don't believe so yeah, so the name that just finally came to me Rafael gates is the person who's been giving elizabeth trouble with her guard i think twice now she's beat her with just a very uh tight passing from the knees not letting elizabeth get underneath so just looking at the um backtrack a a month or so to the who's number one championships um there are definitely some ladies in this that hopefully we'll be seeing in the west coast any uh any in particular you guys are looking forward to seeing um grace gundrum i love watching her she lost to Maya Sebastos, but she probably would have a really sh- good shot at ADCCs. I really want to see Amanda Levy at the West Coast Trials, along with Erin um, Harp. I think she did a really good job. Erin's pace is relentless, too. Yeah. Like, nonstop fun. pressure to watch. But then she ran into Kendall, and yeah. that's, a, that's a tough draw for anyone. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of the girls from the Who's Number One Championship have good styles for ADCCs. 
obviously Gabby Garcia has been the favorite for year after year after year, but uh, Amanda Leve definitely backed up her her uh, trash talk slash being upset with Gabby in the press mm-hmm. conference and pulled out an amazing win, which a lot that of us have seen. That was so fun to watch. <laughs> My was, favorite moment. I was screaming on the couch. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, it was an amazing match. Amanda, I think she proved to a lot of people the whole jujitsu isn't like is for beating the smaller person beating the bigger person and she proved that out there with gabby garcia Mm, for sure um next bracket for her was uh jafael gatis who is phenomenal too um i think that she left it all out there with gabby and there was a little bit of a letdown Mm -hmm. after that that you basically won the biggest match of your career and now Oh wait, the tournament's not over. I've got yeah, to keep that's fighting. hard. Like yeah. getting Gabby first, that's gonna take a lot out of you, win or lose. You, yeah. Yeah. you still have to deal with whatever, uh, two hundred whatever she is. On the other side of the that same bracket, um, Anna Carolina Vieira and Kendall fought. Kendall won, uh, obviously, to face Hafale in the finals, but. This whole card was just stacked. I really hope we mm-hmm. see some of those. Um, Anna some Carolina of those has a lot of pressure, and she loves attacking from mount, like chokes, like arm triangles, and those sort of things. She's a very, like, strong player. That style fits well with uh, ADCCs, too. Yeah. Um, I think Aaron Harp's style fits really well with ADC scoring, too. Lots of wrestling from the feet. Lots of looking for the takedown, pressure, pressure passing. That sort of uh, constant forward pressure is is really um, well suited for, for ADCCs. In looking at the 115 division, I, I think some of these girls, it'll be interesting to see how they do in ADCCs because obviously they're much smaller. Um, yeah, it's under 132, so they're either... I need to make up for a lot of weight. Yeah. So depending on how much they were cutting, it's hard to it's hard to say for sure. But someone like Grace, who probably wasn't cutting a lot to get to 115, that's a tall task to, no, to fight somebody who's... No, she fights at 115 pretty consistently. Yeah. So she's probably pretty close to that. Yeah. And if she's fighting against someone who's cutting to get to under 60 kilograms, that's a... That's a rough day, mm-hmm. uh, size-wise. Well, unfortunately, I feel like that happens way too often because there's only two weight classes for women in ADCCs. So. Yep. Yeah. On either side of the bracket, you're going to have really big strength and weight disparities because over 160 or over 60 kilograms is over 132 pounds, so you can have anyone over 132. And then under, you got people that are like 145 cutting because they don't want to fight Gabby. Yep. Or girls that are like not fighting gabby is a great great reason to <laughs> that's cut. a great motivation to hopefully lose in pounds. the future we'll see more weight classes yeah in adccs um another grace gundrum we were just talking about her but she's so technical always hunts for the sub mm-hmm. her submission against jessica with a twister was crazy that was that was amazing and yeah. and jessica is no slouch she's yeah, very Jessica. very good she fought against Danielle Kelly a couple events before that and, and looked amazing too. Yep. And Danielle Kelly's in she she had to face Grace prior to 
that. So there's a, this is a stacked division at 115, mm-hmm. and that's not even getting into the person who won the entire bracket, Maya Sebastos. She she's absolutely she's amazing. She's really impressive. Yeah. I, I think, think she, I think her in ADCCs probably has. I think she would take the, the best win. chance to win ADCCs for the under 60. But there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of options for yeah, sure. The West Coast trials are gonna be really interesting because I think for girls, since that's the one where you actually get into the ADCCs, all the high names are gonna be focusing on that one. Yeah, and I'm not sure who there's a there's gonna be a few who have automatic bids and are <laughs> already invited to ADCCs. Um, but there's also going to be some people looking to prove themselves too. So it'll be interesting to see who competes in the West coast trials and who, you know, already has a ticket to be there just Mm -hmm. because they're a past, past winner or a past competitor. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, who's there for that. Hopefully, hopefully there's going to be a lot of, a lot of big names. It's going to be fun. Um, all right guys, that's, that's pretty much all the matches I had for today. Any other, uh, any other final thoughts you guys had? Mm-hmm. Who, you, who you got for the for the uh, ADCCs overall? I'll say for the under 60, Maya Sebastos. And over 60, I'm going to go with Kendall. Under 60, I'm going with Grace. I think she's really pissed to lose to Maya and she's going to come back strong. She hasn't lost in a while. Maya was her first loss in a very long time. Over 60, yeah, I think Kendall. Kendall. Um. Over 60. I've got to go with the unpopular opinion, and I don't think Gabby's <laughs> going to want to lose again. So I, think, uh, I think she's going to be probably scarier than ever for this uh, for this ADCCs, but we'll see. I think Gabby, I think Maisa, if she competes, is going to have, is going to do really well. And then the one name that we haven't talked about at all because she wasn't in the trials or who's number one championship i think bia mosquita is gonna be oh i um, love her she's gonna be <laughs> really, really she's good the lady too. goat so we'll yep. see how that goes all right guys well i appreciate you coming on the podcast and uh, we'll do it again soon remember you don't need to move fast you simply need to move forward life presents all of us different obstacles It's easy to give up. However, get up, smile, and put one foot in front of the other. Everything works out. I promise you. Tom DeBlass.